0: Okay, the position I want to cover now is called a top body scissor, we call it the saddle. You guys know it as the mount position, okay? Um, I'm going to continually refer to it as saddle position. Um, There is some variation in this, but once again, the same principles apply. I must control his hips, I must use my hips to control his hips. When you start to realize this, you can do some miraculous things, you can truly literally become nearly escape-proof. I know I've heard this before in a lot of jujitsu circles, um, you know, once you get this position established, you know, it's, it's unescapable and what happens? Boom! Somebody gets it on them and you know, they get reversed. I remember this happening to hoist and chemo. The minute Hoyce established his position, um, less than a blink of an eye later, chemo would reverse it. Um, when you understand how to control the man by using your hips to control his hips, really can make a good force you can again make sure that the guy carries your weight. Now, comparisons. I've seen a lot of this sitting up or riding like this or even even riding with, with the arm underneath. Um, just turn your head towards the camera so they can see your expression. This is nothing. I'm basically just letting him rest. <coughs> Excuse me. What I want to do is I want to exert pressure and the same principle that I used when I was in, across his side, I'm going to use now. I'm going to make sure that I throw my hips in, see, so I'm arching my back, and then I'm going to bring myself down. Now, this alone is making myself very, very heavy. <clears throat> when you understand the sensitivity involved of the hips, getting bridged is next to impossible. Um, some people teach you that This arm is going to be used as a brace to stop you from getting rolled. You know, that's fine, but this arm should be used as an emergency brake only. Your hips should keep you in this position. If you understand how to do this properly, um, you can ride out anybody's bridge. Now, again, as I mentioned earlier, Bruce is a fine accomplished wrestler. He knows how to bridge out of positions like this. What I do when he attempts to bridge is I use what's called counter motion. Let me get off. When his hip, if he's attempting to bridge me this way, when his hip comes up, I need to put every force that I have counter right here, okay? Now, since Bruce outweighs me, my hip against his hip isn't gonna be enough. So what I gotta do is I gotta subtly learn to shift my whole body. So now, this one hip of his is carrying roughly 70 to 80% of my body weight okay, his hip is not exerting 100% of his body weight, it may be exerting 30%, so he's carrying an overwhelming amount of weight, Pain and hard to even teach in person, it's, it's one of those things that you have to get on the mat and spend a lot of time finding out about it yourself, so what I do is, and there's a lot of things going on here now, so I'm going to have to take my time and explain this, for one, as he's attempting to bridge, go ahead, I'm shifting and I'm... I'm putting all of my force of this hip point, the point of my hip, is now being driven towards the ground. It's not being driven off this way, horizontally. It's being driven diagonally down. So if I was to deliver it horizontally, Bridge, he's got me. And he might end up rolling me over because all of my force was going this way. I need to drive it down. The hip point's got to go down, Bridge. I'm driving down. See that? He's not going to take me anywhere. Okay. Now, when you get very good at this, uh, you can, go ahead and bridge me. Keep bridging. I can ride him without using my hands. Okay. Um, it's all about learning to just relax, Bruce. It's all about learning to shift. Okay. I'm using my legs as an anchor. Okay? I n- really don't want... flatten your legs. I really don't want this to happen too much. Okay? I always want to make sure... let me get my legs back on her. I always want to make sure that I have good control on my opponent. Okay? Doesn't mean that I have to grapevine him, because as long as I'm causing him pain in his legs, he's going to attempt to get rid of that pain, and he's just going to flatten out and break the grapes. So what I want to do is, what's called in wrestling, is a heel back. So when I notice that if he's going to break the grapes, I'm just going to heel back. Let's turn sideways. I'm. I'm here. I'm bringing my. as he's break the grapes? I'm here. I'm healing here. Okay. I can even cross, but notice I'm driving with my hips. I'm bringing his legs up. Let's turn to to your right, and I'm creating good pressure on him. Okay. Now, another important point. Let's get back to normal position. I'm squeezing with my thighs. I want to make everything tight, tight on this guy. So I got my hips low, squeezing, healing back. It's very uncomfortable for him. He's breathing heavy here. And I haven't even started manipulating his head, okay, which is another important factor. I earlier said I don't want my opponent to be in a natural position. When I'm saddled on the guy, I don't want him looking at me, okay? I don't like that. Um, I want to take his head and drive it away, okay? This is all established. I'm driving nice. Take this head this way, okay? I can end this fight. I don't care who he is. He could be Joe Powerlifter. I'm going to end this fight right here with a nice, nasty neck crank. Um, The whole point here, I don't want him looking at me. We're going to get in later when we get into neck manipulations, you're going to see how many ways I can torture this guy from here. Key point though, don't let him look, keep control, stay low. If I decided I want to go for an arm bar, I'm going to move up and we're going to show you that next, some of the variations from this position, okay? Another key point, let's turn to the side, I want you to watch my legs. I don't believe in exerting slow, gradual pressure, okay? Slow, gradual pressure gives this man time to counter. What I like to do is do short bursts, you know, like and then back. Not to get a submission, but just to let him know that he's not going to be able to relax when he's down there. My whole point is to make this man make a mistake. I'm not here to wait for him to make a mistake. It's up to me to make him create one. So my point here is use short bursts. Pinch your knees. Lower your hips. Again, not a 45 degree. Keep it at a 30 degree. Make him carry your weight. Turn his head away from you like this if possible. And you should have a pretty secure hold down. And that's some of the basics of the top body scissor, also known as a saddle. If you can control a man's head, you can control his body. Where the head goes, the body follows. This is an important principle, and it's one that should be burning your memory banks, okay? At all times, whenever possible, without risking anything to yourself, manipulate the guy's head. Don't let him stay calm. Don't let him stay, don't let his spine be aligned, okay? A lot of times what I'll go for when I'm saddled is an under underneck control with one of my arms, okay? I like to do that. When I do establish that, again, let's get to the, let's turn this way, as in all the other positions, unless I'm going for some crazy choke, I, want, I don't want the space to exist here on it nice and tight, need be I'll try to grab his tricep, keep my head down low, just to make it hard on him, okay? My body, when I'm riding him, should never generally be directly in line with his, okay? I want it to always be cocked just slightly. It doesn't have to be cocked like this. Just slightly. My hips. Because this is the way that I'm going to be able to exert more force. It's very important that you realize this because maintaining a position in itself is not going to win you the fight. You've got to hook this guy. Either by a punch, strike of some sort, uh, or, or a submission hold. When I'm in this position, there may be times when I want to walk my way up his body to try to get a hold, okay? Um, One of the things that you have to realize is you have to be, before you can control him, his body, you have to be in control of your own body. You have to be very kinesthetically aware of what's going on, okay? One of the things that I do is turn sideways, please. Is by doing the principles of keeping his head out of line okay what I want to do is I'm going to establish a torture hold which is a submission I'm going to drive his head this way I'm going to bring this leg up here this way now notice I what what I'm going to do here is I'm not going to crank his neck this is not going to be a neck crank what you're going to see here what I want to do is I want to put his body in a position like that where it's stretching out this opposite side of his rib cage. Okay, so if we turn, he's gonna end up like this. I wanna put a nice stretch here, okay? This is an old Kearney trick that the old Kearney wrestlers used to do when they would get saddle up on people. I'm gonna do it from several angles. We're gonna go nice and slow. You gotta bring his leg out, you just drive this way. Okay, and the more that I drive and bring his leg up, the more that it's putting stress on this part of his rib. Now, to make it, to make it more effective, we're going to show it from a different angle here, let's spin around this way, let me get my leg up. Bring it up here, do this, and this is all done in one motion, and I'm breaking it down now, is I'm going to take his arm. Right? on here, And this is very uncomfortable on him, and what this allows me to do is to slide up into different kind of arm bars. Okay, it's a very strong way for me to go up his body. I'm going to show it to you once again, the principles. I want to do an outside mine like this, and keep him low. Before he has a chance, if he's attempting to break it, go ahead and break it, I can lift up and control it and just go to here. And start driving him. Then just pass his arm. Now I can slide up and get my armbars here or take it across his face. There's no point in me sliding around and, and going down to my back. I don't want to do that. gives him too many chances to counter. So, let's get back to that. So, what I did is from a heel back, brought him up. Now, notice that I shifted my body from here. My hip has to be driven low to the ground. This is going to prevent him from bridging. Okay. If he tries to turn into me, turn into me. I can just scoot down, keep my hip low, and I'm driving him back. I can actually take the lock this way and cradle him, and make it a very, very tight hold down. He's going nowhere. Let's spin around. Show it to give from the other angle. I take it here and just cradle him, he's going nowhere. I'm driving him nice and tight. I can turn this into a toe hold or a leg lock very easily, which we'll cover when we get to the leg locks. But this is one way of making a saddle uncomfortable. Another thing that I do, I'll take my knuckles and I'll drive my knuckles into a xiphoid process. It makes it very uncomfortable on him. I'm bearing all my body weight down and it's uncomfortable. Now, at all, I can use the the nose thing, up underneath, and there carotid artery, neck twists, we're going to cover all of these when we get to the head manipulations. Just want you to see that the whole point is never let them relax. Now we're going to move on and show you one other variation from this position. Okay, some of those points that I just covered, bear in mind that I've been doing this for over twenty years. Um, These are not designed to end the match as far as getting a submission hold or something like that. The whole key point is we want to make this guy's life as uncomfortable and as annoying as possible. When you keep somebody placid and in a good frame of mind, it allows them to think clearly. What we have to try to do is disrupt that clear thinking. Do a little things that are slightly antagonistic, get his blood pressure up, get him boiling, get him mad, make him lose his temper, because that's when the guy's going to start making mistakes. Now, very important point, transfer of energy from the saddle position to a slightly seated position when you're saddling up on the guy. Very important, especially if you want to enter into strikes, okay? You cannot throw a proper strike under your arm punching, okay? Sure, I have one advantage over him, I have a law of gravity on my side because I'm going to be hitting downward, okay? But what you have to realize is this, downward or not, it's still a far more effective blow if you can be able to utilize your hips. So what you need to do is find a way to utilize your hips and still maintain the position and not get bucked off, okay? What I like to do is I still keep, I'm pinching with my knees, let's turn slightly sideways, please. Pinching in tight with my knees. You can, you can hear him make noise, okay? And now, I'm, even if I post, notice that I'm not posting like this. I'm driving my knee diagonally across his uh, shoulder, his opposite shoulder. I want looping haymakers to allow the, the opponent to, like, black, like outward. You know, if I'm coming wide, he's going to block. If I'm just sitting like this, this is arm punch. I've got, to learn, I've got to learn to get my hips into it. So when I'm here and I'm driving, it allows me the ability to shift my hips to get full power punches, whether it's a straight punch, or whether I'm coming in for an elbow strike, okay, it doesn't matter. I've got to use my whole body, okay? Same thing if I'm coming down. I can come up and come down by using my hips. And notice when I'm shifting, I'm still maintaining control. The key thing here is, guys, when you're striking, don't make it an arm punch. Utilize your hips. You may take, it may take you 10, 15 arm punches, whereas if you learn to utilize your hips, you can put this guy away maybe three or four, okay? Another important point that this driving position teaches you is to be able to walk up on your opponent. He's carrying all my weight. I'm not high. Let's turn sideways this way, please put your leg straight. I'm not up here where there's space. I'm here and I'm moving up on them at all times. My opposite leg, if I would switch position, this leg is at all times pinching. I'm nice and tight, okay? This is gonna allow me to move up on him. I don't ever wanna do this and create, let's turn directly this way. I don't wanna, more, straight to the camera, please. I don't want to have any kind of space like this. This is crazy. It's gonna allow him his jiu-jitsu escapes. It's gonna allow him to maybe get underneath here. And yes, I know there's counters to this, but if the guy's good and fast, he's just gaining advantage. I don't want him to have it. So as in the other positions, we always wanna make sure that this man is carrying my weight. So if we turn sideways, please. I go maybe from here to here. And I'm moving up on him, making sure he's carrying my weight. This gives me the opportunity, notice the shifting of the hips, to allow me to throw straight punches of any kind, to come in with elbow strikes, and also, from here, allows me to throw my whole weight down for headbutts. When you do a headbutt, for example, you don't want to use your neck, you want to use your whole back, so this allows me that uh, option to put a full power headbutt on the guy. Um another key thing is this position shouldn't be ingrained in your mind as the ultimate goal. Okay? I've seen some noted a noted jujitsu guy get into this position and find himself unable to submit his inexperienced opponent. And he was in this position for upwards of 15 minutes. Fellas cronies, if it isn't happening by then, you should have been out of there, okay, a long time before that. Use this position as one of many. Expand your arsenal, realize that you're going to have at your disposal far more submission holds than than exist in Jiu-Jitsu, okay? We're going to show you ways of hooking your opponent from everywhere, so don't get limited into the thinking that once you've established this position, it's the end-all and the be-all this is just another tool. Important point, though, is I want to make sure that I am in control. So let's recap real quickly that if I'm here, I want to make sure that I'm pinching, driving across his shoulder nice and tight. If I'm going to think about striking, I want to make sure that I'm able to pivot. And notice that when, I, when I'm pivoting, I'm driving off of my foot. Just as if I was standing, if I was standing and throwing a strike. The strike doesn't come from here. The strike doesn't even come from the hip. The strike starts from the foot. It starts from the toe. It's getting driven all the way up, through the hip, through the shoulder, and extended. Same principle on the ground. I'm here. The move starts with the toe driving, then the hip, shoulder, and arm. So it's very important that even when striking, have ult- ultimate control over your opponent. Okay, let's talk about transitioning into the mount or the saddle position as I refer to it. Jiu Jitsu has developed elaborate ways of both defending that position and also being able to garner that position. Um, with me, I'm not so much interested in that because I am here to attack your defenses. A classic example is when the opponent, if I'm cross chest, he likes to put his leg up there, he thinks he's going to stop me from